So, you know, so pray about the trip. Pray about everything. Pray about, first of all, uh, um, pray about the, number one, the documentary. Work on it. I'll be working on it a lot this weekend. Got to do a lot of brainstorming and, and, uh, and uh, all that good stuff. So, you know, pray about that for us and uh all that good stuff that i get a lot done here this weekend because i want to nail down a good portion it's going to take me working this weekend to do that two i I'll, I'll hunt for a few hours in the morning and a few hours at night but most of the day i'm going to be uh doing that tomorrow i'll be after i get out of the deer stand i'll go probably i might go out in the morning i don't know it's so dead i don't even know if i want to. i don't even know if i want to. but i might just work tomorrow all day and then maybe go at night that's probably what I'm going to do. I'll probably get up at 6 in the morning and just work all day and then go in the afternoon. That's probably what I'm going to do. So. Uh, Teresa, there are people online. Uh, on like Marketplace and places like that. There are people that will do that. There are like, and there's people on farms. All right. Well, you know you can't trust everybody. You gotta you gotta verify. You gotta look you gotta look. So now I've been out at night and in the morning. It it really is just it's not a good time right now. It's not been this year has not been that great. For see last year I messed up a few times shooting placement, a few different things, but this year I haven't seen anything. Hardly, hardly anything. Been bad. So, so I'll probably go out tomorrow night. But in the morning, I'll probably just get up at six and work on all my stuff. Right, what I'll do? Cause I got a lot of work to do. I I want to get I got to get my sermon knocked out for Sunday. I'll probably do that Thursday. That way, you know, and I got a broadcast on Friday. Probably going to do a, I might do a broadcast 12 to 2 on Friday. So I, I don't know. I'll see. So we'll see what happens. It's just not been that great. So we'll see what happens. Okay. But anyway, but you pray for that, okay? We'll we'll see what happens. I I just I gotta I'll figure out everything and how to go about it and all that good stuff. Okay, we'll we'll get it figured out. Uh, this was a sermon I preached this biblical way. Gospel remembrance, biblical way to reflect. If you haven't heard that one yet, you ought to listen to it. It's a good one. Okay, this from a few weeks back. So. Uh, anyway, so you pray for us about all that, okay? Pray that the Lord would bless us and that um, the Lord would be honored and glorified by all that. And also pray for our trip coming up. Somebody did uh, 
donate some money through PayPal. They didn't market for, you know, Canada, but they're from Canada. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that to get my family's passports. It's almost enough money. I don't know if it's quite enough. I'm not sure if it's it's quite enough. Blazing Remnant Ministries prayers. So I might be a little a little bit short on it, but we'll see. But anyway, um, that was a surprise. They just said our ministry's been a blessing to them, and they wanted to support us. Uh, so they did. Right. So you pray for us that uh, the Lord would continue to provide. that the Lord would uh, provide for that. That's just the beginning, okay? Lots of stuff going on with Pastor Jeffrey, which I'm not going to talk about yet, but you just pray for his ministry. And I uh, had a good conversation with him on, on Monday, I think it was, or two. I think it was yesterday. I can't remember what day it was. I think it was yesterday. I had a good good discussion with him. And plans and all kinds of good things. So, Keep praying for us, all right? Now, uh, and if you'd like to give towards that, mark it for that. And you can go to our oldpazbaptistchurch.org. Here's PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. Click on one of those. And if you want to give towards our Canada trip, uh, you know, for my family, and and I'm also going to be uh, paying for Brother Bicey to get there as well uh, because he's going to be recording things for me. And uh, we've got a lot to record. Uh, we're going to be dealing with quite a few things, so we'll be we'll be working on that. Okay. All right. So let's um, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, the Dutch Donald Trump. What's going on with that? What's going on in the world? Like, why is what's what's happening? Well, the Hegelian dialectic is happening. The Jesuits run both sides of the Hegelian dialectic. Okay. They run both sides of it. What are both sides of it? Okay. So, one side of the Hegelian dialectic. One side of that is a ultra-right-wing fascist dictatorship. The other side of it is a completely perverted... Marxist, communist, wicked group. Both are extreme positions on either side. You have a you have a Marxist pope that is in office. He is a complete and oh, he's a Jesuit number one. So understand that wherever our, the Jesuit Pope is, 
He is first a Jesuit. He is first a Jesuit always, which means what? Which means that he can become anything he has to become. Because he's a Jesuit. Here it is. Let me show you the Jesuit oath. Okay? The Jesuit oath. I now, in the presence of the Almighty God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Blessed Michael, the Archangel, the Blessed St. John the Baptist, and my ghostly father, the Superior General of the Society of Jesus, founded by St. Ignatius Loyola, do by the womb of the Virgin Square, that His Holiness the Pope is Christ's Vice-Regent and is the true and only head of the Catholic or Universal Church. I do now renounce and disown my allegiance is due to any heretical king, prince, or state named Protestant or liberal or obedience to any of their laws or magistrates or officers. I do further declare the doctrine of the Church of England and Scotland and of the Calvinists, the Huguenots, the others of the names of the Protestants or liberal to be damnable and themselves to be damned who will not forsake the same. I do further promise and declare that notwithstanding I am dispensed with to assume my religion heretical for the propagation of the Mother Church's entrance to keep secret and private all her agents. Councils from time to time as they interest me and not divulge directly or indirectly by word, writing, or circumstances. Whatever I do, furthermore, promise and declare that I will, when opportunity presents, make and wage relentless war secretly or openly against all heretics, Protestants, and liberals as I am directed to extirpate them from the face of the earth and that I will spare neither age, sex, or condition, and that I will hang, burn, waste, boil, flay, strangle, and bury alive those infamous heretics rip up the stomachs and wombs of their women and crush their infants' heads against the walls in order to annihilate the inexorable race that when the same cannot be done openly, I will secretly use the poisonous cup, the strangulating cords, the steels of the poniard, or the leaden bullets, regardless of the honor, rank, dignity, or authority of the persons, whatever may be their condition in life, either public or private, as I at any time may be directed to by any agent of the Pope or the Superior of the Holy Father of the Society of Jesus. In confirmation which I hereby dedicate. I ate your lunch says what the... Uses heck. Sounds like Sharia. That sounds like Sharia. Well, it is. Where do you think Sharia got it from? Where do you think it came from? Where do you think it came from? Sharia law came from Rome. It's the same. Go back and listen to my broadcast I did on it a few months ago. 
are not broadcast sermons. Listen to it. I covered it. I showed you. Rome is the mom of Islam. Here it is. I'll show you. You can find this in a few different formats. There's a newer updated one in 2023. Rome, the harlot mother of Islam. Rome is mystery Babylon. Go way back in the Wayback Machine here. Rome is the mom of Islam. 2014. Talking about it before it was cool. But Carl was still in grade school. Sure, it's fake. Right? They say it's fake. The Jesuit oath is. Hey, you want to hear something that's really funny about the Jesuit oath being fake? How come they think the Jesuit oath is fake, but they think the protocols of the learned elders of Zion are real? Huh. Wonder why they think that. I don't know, because maybe Rome wrote the protocols of the learned elders of Zion? Maybe that's why. And nobody wants to believe. That old fruit booty up there in the office over there of of the Pope has any power. He's a Jesuit Pope. The Jesuits in Vatican I made sure That the power of a god, or god in their sense, rested in the Pope. Why? Because then they only had to control one man. That's it. I thought you were 28 now, Carl. Holy buckets, you're actually older than that? That's weird. You're 38? Wow, I didn't know you were that old. I thought you were way younger than that. Anyway, we'll talk about the protocols of the learned elders of Zion later. We don't have time to talk about that. Let's get back on the main road here. All roads lead to Rome. Let's get back on the Roman road here, right? In confirmation which I hereby dedicate my life, my soul, my corporal powers, and with this dagger which I now receive, I will subscribe my name written in my blood in testimony thereof, and I should prove false or weaken. And should I prove false or weaken in my determination, may my brethren and fellow soldiers of the militia of the Pope cut off my hands and my feet and my throat, from ear to ear rip my belly open and sulfur burn therein, and all my punishments that can be inflicted on me on earth. And my soul be tortured by demons in an eternal hell forever. Now that's graphic, brother.
That's some graphic stuff right there. But by the way, let me say this to you. Let's let's just uh, let's back up a little bit. Um, what did the Inquisition do? The Counter Reformation. The in. The, let's just say. Let's just say for giggles. Let's just say for giggles, which I'm not much of a giggler. I like to laugh. <laughs> I like a hearty laugh. I'm not a giggling girl. That's more Carl when he does his hair up and perms his hair out and gets it all ready for his show. But me, I, 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 I give like a hearty laugh. <laughs> you know, hearty laugh. Hearty ha ha. <laughs> right? Anyway. So, but let's just, let's just say Carl's not doing his hair with his blow dryer, taking 45 minutes for me to get out of a hotel room or an Airbnb. And I'm thinking it's Mary. And let's just say it's not Mary. It's actually Carl doing his hair. But I digress. All right? Anyway, let's move on. Okay. I have a question for you. What did the Inquisition do? Oh, I know what they did. Look, let's back up. Let's back up. That I will secretly or openly against all heretics, Protestants, and liberals as I am directed to extirpate them from the face of the earth and that I will spare neither age, sex, or condition and that I will hang, burn, waste, boil, flay, strangle, and bury alive those infamous heretics, rip up the stomachs and wombs of the women and crush their infants' heads against the wall. Well, whoever the idiot is, Whoever the absolute moron is that states that the Jesuit oath is just fake really doesn't know anything about the Inquisition now, do they? Because what did they do during the Inquisition? Oh, I know. I know. Here, pick me. I know. They spared neither sex or condition. They hanged them, they burned them, they wasted them, they boiled them, they flayed them, they strangled them. They ripped up their stomachs and the wombs of their women. They crushed their infants' heads against the walls and rocks. Oh, wait, I think they did that. Yeah, I was in a cave. I was in a cave where they had to look and see. Remember that? See, I went to the valleys of Piedmont. Remember? Remember, Carl? We went to we went to a little valley over there, didn't we, in Piedmont, didn't we? And we read about what they did and how they slaughtered those people and how they threw their babies down and killed them and burned them alive and started their villages on fire. And said, kill them all and let God sort them out. 
I got a book around here called Martyr's Mirrors. Right? Yeah, and in that book, they state that, oh, yeah, the Inquisition killed them all, murdered them, tortured them, ripped them limb from limb. Oh, huh. So the Jesuit oath must be like, really, like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, why would you ever believe this is true? I don't know, because they did it. Right? They did it. I guess that's why. Right? Maybe that's why, because they actually did it. Turn to John chapter 16. See, my broadcasts always go. These things have I spoken unto you go in a different direction than I think. I didn't finish my thought. Sorry. <laughs> These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. These things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus said they were going to do it. Boil, flay, strangle, bury alive those infamous heretics, rip up the stomachs and wombs of the women and crush their infants' heads against the walls. The poisonous cup is their favorite way to kill people. In fact, the Jesuits have killed many popes with the poisonous cup. Killed a lot of people with it. So this is the oath that they take, right? Make sure I'm coming in here. I don't know. It froze up on me. I don't know if it did on you. Uh-oh.
I don't know what's going on with Rumble, but we'll keep going here. I don't know. Hopefully, I'm still on Sermon Audio. Let me check. Still going here. Let's see. Hang on. Making somebody mad, ain't I? Huh? It, I can't see anything. Can you guys see here or no? All right. Well, we'll keep going. I'm not. I'm not sure. I can't see anything from my standpoint. Let me try a different one here. Let me go on my phone. Let's see. We'll try it again. It's like I'm still on restream. Okay. It says it's streaming. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, it, it says I can't see anything. I don't know what the deal is. But I'll just keep going if I'm live and it's coming in. Yeah, it is. It's coming in. I can see it. Okay, everybody says it's still on. Okay, well, we'll keep going then. I don't know why it's not for me. I'm not sure, but whatever. Anyway, you let me know if it's not working. Okay, uh, let's see. If I should prove false, weak, enter my determination, my brethren and fellow soldiers. Okay, we read that. Anyway. Um, so, you can find that information there. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important for you to understand that the narrative is controlled by both sides. You might call it the Hegelian dialectic. You might call it the right-left paradigm. Um. You can call it whatever you want, but in the end, what it ultimately is, what it ultimately is, is the, the ultra right wing fascist dictatorship versus the Marxist communists. And they know very well, they know they know full well that what they're doing is controlling the narrative. They know that if you get men mad, I'll, I'll be, let, let me just use some like frank language with you. Here's how it works. If you're sick of sodomites, perverts, people that want to cut the genitals off of children, Muslims coming into places like 
uh, England knifing and raping women. Um, Mexicans coming over the border, but as they come over the border, they're being released into society on purpose. And the, the purpose that they're releasing them is to build up anger. It's to build up anger. Right? To make them mad? To make people angry? They're let they're they're releasing like out of their prisons. They're emptying out of their prisons in like El Salvador. They're the MS-13 gang members, they're releasing on purpose into America through the southern border. Chinese agents through the southern border on purpose. Why? Coupled with the Marxist, perverted sexual perverts and deviants, which are on both sides at the top, by the way. That doesn't, that's the same regardless. Okay, but, but Marxists, and they're doing it on purpose. Why? So you crave a right-wing fascist, hard-right Hitler. Which is Trump or DeSantis. So you crave it and you vote for it and you push it and it gives them the mandate. So they can round up not only them, but they're eventually going to try to round up Jews. They're doing it on purpose to build rage. And then they're not following the laws that are on the books for normal criminal, except for you if you don't pay your taxes. They'll come after you. But these DAs that are working for the Pope and they're working through... uh, the different uh, Masonic orders, the fraternity, the the uh, the police fraternities, the lawyer fraternities, the different fraternities that are out there working for them through the Masonic orders, that are releasing these people into society on purpose. They're releasing them into society on per. They're letting them go. They're pulling you over, busting you down, taking your money from you. And letting them go free.
just like over in Canada where the Muslims will go after the street preachers and they get angry and they're and, and they're so they're releasing these people to do this on purpose. Right? Hang on a second, I'm gonna grab grab a cough drop. So they're releasing them on purpose to do what they're doing. Why? To foment anger. So there's a justifier... We're a right-wing fascist. I'll show you. Here you go. Good afternoon. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against Al-Qaeda terrorist training camps and military installations of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan. These carefully targeted actions are designed to disrupt the use of Afghanistan as a terrorist base of operations and to attack the military capability of the Taliban regime. We are joined in this operation by our staunch friend, Great Britain. Other close friends, including Canada, Australia, Germany, and France have pledged forces as the operation unfolds. More than 40 countries in the Middle East, Africa, Europe, and across Asia have granted air transit or landing rights. Many more have shared intelligence. We are supported by the collective will of the world. More than two weeks ago, I gave Taliban leaders a series of clear and specific demands close terrorist training camps, hand over leaders of the Al-Qaeda network, and return all foreign nationals, including American citizens, unjustly detained in your country. None of these demands were met. And now, the Taliban will pay a price. By destroying camps and disrupting communications, we will make it more difficult for the terror... Ten years ago, on March 19, 2003, President Bush announced the start of military action in Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Up next, his five-minute address from the Oval Office. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. To drop some democracy on them. What in the world did any of that have to do? Well, going to Afghanistan was to get the poppy fields, to get the opium, and to get it into America, and to cause an opiate crisis to ruin the men of America, to ruin men, and to make a lot of money for the military, guardian, guard, uh, guarding poppy seeds. 
right? Okay. Now, how about this one? Welcome, thanks for, the, thanks for the applause. As we wage the war on terror overseas, we're also going after the terrorists here at home. And one of the most That's you, by the way. Just so you know, I don't know if you were confused about that. But old George is talking about you. Remember how the rage was like, it was all the rage that uh, after 9-11, right after it, then automatically the Jesuit, because it was written by a Jesuit, by the way, wrote the Patriot Act. So what's the point? Okay. They used their tool. What is their tool to steal liberty? The Muslims. Muslims attacked the World Trade Center. So now we have to stick our hands down your pants. Now we got to cop a cheap feel. Now we got now we got to put a scanner in the airport. Now we got to frisk your wife at the airport. Now we have to do all of these things because little blonde women blow things up in America. So that's that's what they did. Wait, I don't remember. I didn't blow anything up. How come how come you're doing away with my Fourth Amendment rights? Like, like what what what's going on? Like Oh. Because all freedom gets taken away. Not by Marxists. See, it's the total opposite. It's the confusion that people don't even get. They don't realize they're being raped. It's like they've been drugged, right? They've been hypnotized and drugged, and they don't know that they're being taken advantage of. Because it's Obama that's supposed to be scary, dude, that takes all the rights away. Uh Uh-uh. No, it's not the Marxist that does that. Uh Uh-uh. He couldn't get nothing passed. It's the right-wing fascist dictator that takes your rights away. Muslims blew up the World Trade Center. So therefore, in the interests of fairness... And safety. We have to suspend the Bill of Rights. See how it works? Well, who did that? It wasn't a good Republican that's like, my my freedom of speech. My right to guns. 
My right to bear arms. Merka, 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 Merka. Proud to be an American. Right? No, it was that dude. It was the right-wing fascist dictator that did it while he was waving the flag the whole time. Remember this? Isn't this sweet? Watch. Watch, I'll show you. Here we go. You ready? This is really sweet. Are you ready? This is so sweet. I mean, I are you getting like the touchy feelies here? Because I sure am. Oh, it's great. Here we go. You ready? I, I, oh my goodness. I'm feeling it. We're going to stick our hands down your pants. We're going to, we're, we're going to fill you up at the airport. Right? You got it? You getting it? <laughs> you getting it, huh? We're going to suspend the Bill of Rights and search you. America, because I'm proud to be an American. Where all these losers ripped us off. Right? That's... Yeah, look there. Look, it's great. I love it. Watch, watch. It gets it gets gooder. You ready? Watch. To the prairies, to the oceans, God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Don't that just get you? just get you in the gizzard right there no don't you realize they're all paid actors what'd they do they sung this stupid song to you <laughs> they put scanners in the airport they make me take my stinking shoes off at the airport right And what do they do right after they do it? Oh, I'm sorry. In the interest of safety, see something, say something. See something, say something. So they're all standing there singing that song, right? They're all standing there singing that song. It's like, oh, man. You are about to get really messed over bad. Right? Well, who did it? A right-wing fascist little dictator. What do you mean? Well, don't you see? Like, they... Didn't you see, like, how they... They did that, then they then then it's like you go to the airport after that and you gotta stand in line, take your shoes off, and TSA has to search you, and they gotta like 
Oh, you look a little funny. Why don't you go through this x-ray machine right here? Right? Oh, take your belt off. Right? Remember that? Don't you remember? That was a paradigm shift. I haven't even got to anything yet. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm stuck right here, and I can't get off of it. Because I want people to understand how absolutely insane this is. I don't even know if I'm going to get finished with what I'm doing. I got an hour left. I don't even know if I'm going to get finished. So, anyway. So, remember that? Remember... Remember how, how all these people, they're like, America. Right, America. They're all singing on the steps. So, Bush, he, he, you're all raged up and mad. Wanting to kill Muslims and everything because Muslims attacked the... Muslims attacked the World Trade Center, so you're all angry and mad and you're ready to fight people. And then nobody bothered to ask the question, right? Why are we going to Iraq? Like, what did they do? Were them dudes from Iraq? Nope, we got to kill somebody. People not Americans, Dodd. Time to kill people. Time to drop some democracy on them. Yeah, hey, remember this? And the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean of Ukraine. <laughs> Vladimir Zelensky, with whom I Zoomed the other day, by the way. Cool little guy. <laughs> the Churchill of the 21st century. The uh, Churchill, it's what, look, he just admits it. He just admits it, and it was like a Freudian slip, right? Like he couldn't help it. He just admitted that one man waged a war on Iraq. For what reason? And the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Vladimir Zelensky, with whom I Zoomed the other day, by the way. Cool little guy. <laughs> the Churchill of the 21st century. Uh, he was empowered by electoral legitimacy. He won 72% of the vote. And now he's leading his nation heroically against Russian invading forces. Right. Okay. So, like, Putin did the same thing you did. Now, they're all working together, they're all the same. One is an ultra right wing fascist or fascist like Putin. Hard right fascist like Putin. Right? The other side 
you'll find is like a little Marxist. Right? I remember when when Bush, uh, that's the Alfred B. Smith dinner is what it was. This is the Catholic Jesuit dinner. Right? Jesuit dinner. Here it is right here. <laughs> Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. <laughs> nope, no weapons over there. Maybe under here. <laughs> so, so he laughs about it. You started an entire war. Why is it? Why am I going through this history? Because I can't just say one thing and get you to believe it. I have to show you. Like I just have to show you that this is the this is the game plan. But look, Obama jokes too like that about killing. Look. The Jonas brothers are here. They're out there somewhere. Sasha and Malia are huge fans. But uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you. Predator drones. <laughs> you will never see it coming. You think I'm joking? No, I don't think you're joking. Right? Here's another one. For, for good science. Do you think in your lifetime you might see a pro-choice Republican nominee for president? I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, no telling what you'll see in my lifetime when it comes to American politics Do on both sides. Do you think it's sides. important, though, to have a pro-life president on the Republican ticket? I think, it's important. I, I think it's important for people to understand that a culture of life is in our national interest. And that, you know, it is also important to understand that the politics of abortion isn't going to change until people's hearts change and fully understand the meaning of life and, and what it means for a society to value life in all forms, whether it be the life of the unborn or the life of the elderly, um, whether it be the life of the, you know, less fortunate among us or the life of the rich guy. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it, it, it is a, it's a moral touchstone, I think, that that's, will speak to a healthy society in the long run. And, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in American politics. I really don't. I do know that in order for a president to be effective, he better bring a set of principles from which he will not deviate and articulate them as clearly as he can and then not worry about, you know, immediate popularity because popularity comes and goes, but what doesn't change are solid principles. And I'm going to remind his Holy Father how important his voice is in making it easier for politicians like me to be able to kind of stand and, and defend our positions that are 
I think, you know, very important positions to take. Mr. President, final question. Yes, sir. You said famously, when you looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes, you saw his soul. Yeah. When you look into Benedict XVI's eyes, what do you see? God. Good way to end the interview. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, now, let's, let's, let's just review that again, just for clarity's sake. What do you see? God. Good way to end the interview. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hang on, Important. let me back that up. His voice is, and making it easier for politicians like me to be able to kind of stand and defend our positions that are, I think, you know, very important positions to take. Mr. President, final question. Yes, sir. You said famously, when you looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes, you saw his soul. Yeah. When you look into Benedict XVI's eyes, what do you see? God. Good way to end the interview. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. There you go. You. <laughs> that is funny, Paul. That is funny. <laughs> he said, I see God when I look in the Pope's eyes. What does that mean to you? That's who he's working for. That's who he's working for. Get it? He's admitting that's who he's working for. Why is that important? Because once you understand that no matter which side they're on, whether it's the Obama Marxists, or whether it's the ultra right wing fascist Bush, they're all on the same team. I'll show you. Watch. Here's another one. Hang on. Here you go. Twenty years later. Remember, every twenty years they have this major paradigm shift. COVID-19, three years ago, 2020, right? 2020, right? What happened? A right-wing... President comes in. It's Obama that shut the country down. It's Biden that shut the country down. No. Trump shut the country down. Thank you. I'm glad to see that you're practicing social distancing. That looks very nice. That's very good. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being here today. This morning, I spoke with the leaders of the G7, G7 nations. 
and they uh, really had a good meeting. I think it was a very, very productive meeting. I also spoke with our nation's governors. And this afternoon, we're announcing new guidelines for every American to follow over the next 15 days. As we combat the virus, each and every one of us has a critical role to play. There you go. So what did he do? Shut the country down. Two weeks to slow the curve, remember? Two weeks. Two weeks to slow the curve, right? That's all it was, right? Two weeks. Well, but he's the one that shut it down. He shut it down for two weeks. Right? He's the, he's the one that shut it down, the, the nation down. It was a right wing fascist leader that shut it down. Okay? Well, great. Well, he's not a Marxist like, like the, the Pope, and he's not, well, Marxism, again, Marxism and fascism are the two Hegelian dialectic, you can call them Republican or Democrats, and that little Jesuit coadjutor Fauci was just part of it. He was part of the, uh, he made up the AIDS pandemic. He made it up. Right? He made up the AIDS pandemic. He made up the COVID pandemic. But regardless of whatever side they're on, they all work for the same people. They, and they're building a rage right now for people to want Trump back in. That's what they're doing. They want them to get angry for the Phoenix to rise again. And then he has absolutely nothing to lose because he can't run for another term. Unless he declares a perpetual war. Which he would stay in for a while longer. If it's not him, it'll probably be DeSantis. But each one of them are working for the same people. Well, what was, uh, why did they do that with the pandemic and, and then, you know, America got in debt? Uh, let's see. Let me show you.
Okay. So check this out. Remember, by the way, many years ago, many years ago, I asked the question. I'll get you the question. Here's the question I asked. Is Donald Trump the next Constantine? Six years ago, I asked that question. Six years ago, before Dr. Dixon died, I did a broadcast with him. And I asked the question, is Donald Trump the next Constantine? Constantine! Right? That was six years ago. Well. Huh. What did I do with that? Hang on. This is it. So, um... What happened when Trump shut the country down? He paid all the churches that were 501c3. Paid him money. Like Constantine did. Now, how much money did Rome get? 3.5 billion dollars. And what did it pay off? Their child, pedophilia, sex crimes, settlements. Well, wait, hang on. No, you paid them off. You paid off. You paid it off. Why am I still harping on this? Because I'm trying to show you that they're all the same. And Donald Trump was was uh, the emperor's general. Think of him as Titus, the general, the son of Vespian, that went into Jerusalem. By the way, what did Trump do in Jerusalem? Look at this. Let's see, times. What is the goal of the Pope? To make Israel an international city. President Donald J. Trump keeps his promise to open U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem.
Oh. I forgot about those guys, Carl. I didn't even get to those guys. I'm almost running out of time. But I'm trying to lay the groundwork. This is prophetic. This has to happen. Because there's two right now. Maybe I'll just do a part two and the Dutch Donald Trump and uh, the Argentina make a make Argentina great again. A lot. Uh, Milia or Javier. Maybe I'll cover those guys on the next broadcast. Maybe I'll have to. I might not get to them. That's okay, though, right? We can take our time. What are you really trying to do? I'm trying to show you that this is the Antichrist kingdom. That's what it is. And they want to recognize, you have to understand something. The reason Trump did that is to foment rage. It has to happen. Okay? Uh, Understand, I get it. I'm not dumb. It has to happen prophetically. All the world will be drugged down to Jerusalem. Has to be. Okay? I get that it has to happen. Scripture foretells that it will happen. And I'm getting cold now. Finally cooling down, man. I was hot. So, it had to happen, okay? And it has to happen. And I'm telling you, what has to happen also is that mosque has to be blown up. We got to be in the mix of that. Not me. I'm talking about the U.S. military is going to be blamed for that, or somebody like it is going to be blamed for that. So Donald Trump pays off the the Vatican's bill. Right? Pays it off. They don't know anything now. Right? They owe nothing. President Trump keeps his promise, so he is connected what? To Rome and to Jerusalem. You're going to see a pattern there. Right? See, the Marxists are used to foment Anger 
not just the Marxists. Not just the Marxists, but the Muslims. The Muslims, the Sunni Muslims have always been a tool of the Vatican. They are used to make people angry. So they foment rage. They get them mad. So they can use them for war. To start a war. This is why Great Britain gave the Gaza Strip to the Muslims to begin with, the Arabs. You either have Christian Arabs, which could dwell peaceably in Jerusalem. They could. Israel. Israel permitted them to. They could dwell peacefully there. The, the Christian Arabs, you have them. Right? You have Muslim Arabs. That want war. That are working for somebody and they want to start a war. They're used as a tool to start a war. They don't care about men, women, or children. The Jesuits never have. Satan is called the God of this world for a reason. Second Corinthians. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. What's the goal? A one-world government. Want to know something interesting? He is God. That phrase, he is God, six times in the King James Bible. The sixth time. Right? The sixth time is Second Thessalonians. 
chapter 2, verse 4. Let no man, verse 3 is, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Wow. Yeah, that's the Antichrist saying he is God. And that's the sixth time the phrase he is God is in the scriptures. The number of man. Man making himself God. Think about that. It all comes down, it all culminates into a kingdom. Satan's kingdom. These players, whether they're Obama's little CIA, Marxist CIA, made in a lab man, or Trump, who is a liberal anyway, made himself a conservative, was made in a lab somewhere, made himself a conservative, so to speak, which he's not. Right? George W. Bush saying when he looked in the Holy Father's eyes, what do you see? Wow. He's admitting it. This is a Protestant, uh, a supposed Protestant that knew the gospel. Brother Bush, Brother Bush, Brother Bush. This is supposed to be Brother Bush. Well, what God is he talking about? The Pope. Right? Vatican One. Right? The Pope claims to be God on earth. The Catholic Council of Trent in 1545 declared this. We define that the Holy Apostolic See and the Roman Pontiff hold primacy over the whole world. Ready? Read it.
Throughout the centuries of Rome's existence, the popes have regularly claimed to be divine. As supposed successor Peter, the pope claims infallibility, the position of God on earth, and ability to judge and excommunicate angels. That's a king kissing the pope's feet. The Catholic Council of Trent in 1545 declared this. We define that the Holy Apostolic See and the Roman Pontiff hold primacy over the whole world. In the same century, Cardinal Robert Bellarmine stated this. All names which in the scriptures are applied to Christ by virtue of which it is established that he is over the church, all the same names are applied to the Pope. In an 1895, an article from the Catholic National said this, the Pope is not only the representative of Jesus Christ, but he is Jesus Christ himself, hidden under the veil of flesh. Ah. He, the Pope, can pronounce sentences and judgments in contradiction to the rights of nations, to the laws of God and man. He can free himself from the commands of the apostles, he being their superior, and from the rules of the Old Testament, the Pope has power to change times, to abrogate laws, and to dispense with all things, even the precepts of Christ. That's not it. That guy's funny, though. For, for good. Remember? So here's a world leader in charge of the supposed most powerful country in the world. Right? Right? He's the leader of the free world, so to speak, right, is what they said. And then not worry about, you know, immediate popularity because popularity comes and goes. But what doesn't change are solid principles. And I'm going to remind his Holy Father how important his voice is in making it easier for politicians like me to be able to kind of stand and, and defend our positions that are, I think, you know, very important positions to take. Mr. President, final question. Yes, sir. You said famously, when you looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes, you saw his soul. Yeah. When you look into Benedict XVI's eyes, what do you see? God. Good way to end the interview. Thank you, sir. Thank you. When you look into, you look into uh, Pope Benedict's eyes, what do you see? God. Huh. Well, isn't that interesting? So, in other words, basically what you find here is exactly what the Jesuit oaths, the knight, now he's not a Jesuit priest, but he's a Jesuit coadjutor. He's working for the Pope. He's a leader that kisses the ring of the Pope And place the American military. Now, why do I believe that? Well, what were the Crusades? A war for the Holy Land against the Muslims. What did Bush do? Fought a war against the Muslims. 
right? That's what he did. Huh. That's weird, huh? So what's coming? The new right is coming. But you have to understand that every president, they play on the other one. So Obama was a Marxist. Uh, I'll prove it to you. Let me show you. He was an out-and-out Marxist. Uh, let's... This is one of the biggest ones that I did on Obama. Obama, overhauling straight America, the homosexual manifesto. Did anybody listen to that one? Well, somebody did. Because 1,500 people have downloaded it. So somebody's listened to it. But, but look. What did Obama do? Fordham University. Is that the one, Carl? What did Obama do? He overhauled straight America. He turned it to be the faggiest nation on earth. It's the most faggiest nation. It, it is. I mean, that's he turned it completely fruity. Like, absolutely gayer than AIDS. That's, that's just, that's what it is. When I go to the store now, I, I, I'm in this little town. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but I'm in this, I go into this little town. I live out in the country, but I go into this little town. And it is the absolute, everybody around is fine, good people, everything else. Two stores. I go to Walmart and a Hy-Vee. And when I go to a Walmart and I go to a Hy-Vee, when I go there, there are these two men, boys, young boys, Right? These two young boys. And 16 years old, 17 year old young men that are making themselves girls. The women are, the, the girls are talking all bold and manly. Yeah, my name is Chase. That's right. Can I help you? Got any plans with the missus? And it's a woman. And the guy is like, I have my monkey bubbles. My name is Michael and I have my monkey bubbles. I'm making fun of Michael Jackson. But anyway, um, that's, that's what they talk like. And I warned about that way back in 2015. See, Obama was the only reason Trump got in the way that he did is because people were so sick and tired 
of Obama being lip-wristed and Michael, his wife, that's a dude. Because that's a dude. That's a straight-up dude. It is true. That is a dude. Right? Definitely, that's definitely Michael. Definitely. Like, without a doubt, that's a dude. Absolutely. Uh, That one I agree with you on. That one I agree. That's a dude, man. That is a straight-up dude. Absolute and fruit and lootly. That's a dude. But they're a bunch of Marxists. Right? Remember this? Did you know that Black Lives Matter was an organization that was founded by a bunch of fat black lesbians who hate God, who hate the family, order of the family, who hate the unborn child, and they admit it at least one. Okay, hold on. Now let me ask you a question about this. Are you ready? When did Black Lives Matters become popular? When did this Marxist group become popular? This is so good. Under Trump. Under Trump. The right wing. Fascist dude. Trump become, they become popular. Did you know that Black Lives Matter was an organization that was founded by a bunch of fat black lesbians who hate God, who hate the family, order of the family, who hate the unborn child, and they admit it, at least one of them, that they are a Marxist group and they've been trained to do what they're doing. Did you know it was founded? Oh, huh, I wonder who trained them. About some fat black lesbians. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So, first of all, did you um, know that? Um, what, what we're not going to do is insult folks, right? Um, so, well, they claim to be lesbians and they're fat and they're black. Well, I right. Well, 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 I didn't well, do it. So, so, so. But did you know they were founded by them? I personally know them, right? So, 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 so we're, we're, we're just we're going to stop that part. And you knew that before okay. they joined. What made you join knowing that cause normally men don't follow women like that? What made you do it? That's right. Normally, men don't follow women like that unless. Rumar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? The head. I am. I am a. I, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh-uh, not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta. No, because i tell you why. Beta. Rumar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Beta. I am. I am a. I, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh, uh-uh, not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta. Right. Beta. Gideon's probably running their house going, Beta. Anyway. So, fascism, Marxism. Think this Republican, Democrat. There you go. They're unleashing the most wild and crazy things. 
What do the Marxists want to do? Cut the genitals of little children off. That's what the Marxists want to do. They want to turn everybody into a freak. So what's got to stop it? The great white hype. A white right wing, whether it's him or DeSantis, a right a white right wing fascist. And it could be DeSantis, which we might just talk about Friday. Maybe we'll hit that up on Friday. I've been waiting to talk about DeSantis. I've been waiting to unload on all these DeSantis worshipers. I really have been. Jesuit trained DeSantis. Right? Right? Jesuit. Train DeSantis. On purpose. Train that way. Anyway, just like Trump. He's a very wealthy German, right? On purpose. So you have both sides. Fascism versus Marxism. I didn't even get into a lot of quotes um, on Jesuit fascism. Because Jesuit fascism is a real thing. I mean, it, the Pope is a fascist. Fascists are the ones that tell you how, you know, how compassionate they are. They stand up and they act real compassionate. While they're sticking it to you. That's not the. I could give you a few quotes. Now I'm going to talk about the Dutch Donald Trump and the Argentina, the mega Argentina president in the next broadcast, because I'm not going to be able to cover all that right now. But anyway, I laid the groundwork for you to understand, right? Let's see. Here's a quote by Andrew Sinclair, 1965. He said this, British Protestant minister, the seeker of the Jesuits is that Loyola, their founder, who sought from the beginning to make Jerusalem the capital for his order, and his cronies adopted Machiavelli's The Prince, a book wherein politics is completely divorced from morals as their textbook. Everything Jesuit, including fascism, is unavoidably Machiavellian. Right, the Nazis were made. Look, Benedict is a Nazi. All right? Benedict is a Nazi. And Francis, Francis, Francis is what? He's a Marxist. I will change the title. But. The new right wing Republican. Here's a here's a quote from uh, George Bush. Some of this. Uh, no, no, no. This is about George Bush. 
Sorry. As for the Jesuits, the world is their kingdom, and the different nations are only provinces of that kingdom of the Father General. This is why the Jesuits are protected by sovereigns and governors. A sovereign who is not their friend will sooner or later experience their vengeance. They create embarrassment like the Bay of Pigs fiasco and vexation like the Cuban Missile Crisis to the one who is governing, President Kennedy at that time, overturn the ministers against their will like Nixon, introduce their adherents into Parliament, Ted Kennedy and Arlen Specter, paralyze liberty, Emergency War Powers Act of 1950 and the Gun Control Act of 1968, and arrest progress, the Food and Drug Administration. Not content with this, they excite reactions in all possible ways, the civil rights movement, in order that the country may come under, according to them, blessed despotism. New right-wing Republican fascism implemented by one of the sons of the Nazi fascists like Bush dynasty, who is presently, who at that time was presently ruling the 14th Amendment America under the Argus all-seeing eye of Pope John Paul II, which Egyptian all-seeing eye of the Pope can be seen in the stained glass window above the entrance of St. Peter's. I was there. I saw it. The Apostolic Roman Catholic Church located on 94 Somerset Street in Brunswick, New Jersey. They, thus, they act pretty much everywhere. Dominion is the end at which they aim. They don't care whichever it is, fascism or Nazism. They don't care. They run both of them. They train every world leader, which we'll talk about. Every one of those world leaders that ended up doing bad stuff were trained by Jesuits in their universities. They have a vast education. Right? Edward Beecher, a Protestant uh, historian in 1855, in a book called The Papal Conspiracy Exposed, said this, Viewing this corporation, the Pope's theocratic Vatican Empire, as a government, the aspect of things is no less impressive. The head of the corporation is both a spiritual and temporal ruler. He claims to be monarch of all monarchs. His senate of cardinals and electors are princes. His bishops also are lords, each in his diocese, but are still his vassals, bound to him by feudal oath. To him also are bound the rulers of the Jesuits and of the various orders of monks and nuns who are all pervading soldiery sworn to do his will. To the bishops also are subjected the secular priests, and to them are subjected the people. Thus the whole system is one compact and all-pervading government, the rule of which is absolute obedience to the central power and its agents in regular subordination. It is an immense army under military discipline. The Pope, the Cardinals, the Patriarchs, the Metropolitans, the Bishops, the Priests, the Deacons are all organized in a vast system, extending itself over the globe and aiming at a universal conquest. In it are the various orders of the monks, nuns, Jesuits bound to it by oath and sworn to extend its sway to the ends of the earth. He, the Pope, is the acting God of this world. His word is law. The Bible is nothing. The system is in theory and practice an annihilation of God in the Bible. Eric Phelps adds, thus being identical to the anti-biblical, anti-reformation, anti-Hebrew man-worshipping, inquisitive political religion of both national socialist fascism and international socialist communism and an enthronement of the Pope or the papal corporation in place of God to reign as the only God on earth. He does not care which system you fall under. 
because he owns both of them. He owns both of them. Leading the Jesuit Brain Trust at Fordham University, Alan Doles is a member of the fascist New Right Council for National Policy. This was back in the day. Is the shrewd intellect behind the New York Archbishop Edward Cardinal Egan's rule of Pope Benedict's the 16th CFR, it managing and directing the orders unfolding Anglo-American-led world war against the infidel Islamic people. See, they use the Islamic people to get done what they want to get done. Uh, I'll read you more quotes next week or uh, on Friday, probably. There's plenty of them. George Bush showed you exactly who he worked for. Exactly who he waged war for in Iraq. Exactly who. He showed that, didn't he? Showed who was in charge. Okay, let's uh, let's get to some music here. And uh, we'll play a song here, and you have time to say hello, whatever you want to say. Say hi, or... Let's see.
Amen and amen. All right, everybody. Well, I hope uh, you learned a few things there. I know it wasn't just like a strictly Bible message or anything like that. It kind of is historical content and dealing with understanding the right perspective of what's going on in our world and finding out that it's very biblical because when you understand that Satan is the God of this world and that there is an Antichrist beast system that is already in place, then you find out, well, where is this system? And is it alive and well? And you find out that it is. And you find out that there's a secession of the man of sin. Just like there's a secession of faithful martyrs. So you find out that this world system is ran by Satan. And there's a system in place. There's a beast system already at work. That spirit of Antichrist is already at work. And that will help you better understand and not be so frustrated when you see things happen in this world. See, that I'm not frustrated anymore with all that stuff because I, I see the truth of it all, right? I get it. Like, I get what, they, what it is now. Anyway, all right, everybody. Well, listen, if you would like to, number one, pray for us. We need your prayers. Please pray for us. Pray for our ministry. Pray for our Canada trip. Pray for our documentary on the Coliseum. Pray for Brother Paul's uh, family as they work on, on the geocentricity uh, curriculum. Pray for us on these, these things and, and uh, pray for uh, the Lord to continue to provide for us and uh, provide for our trip and provide for the necessities, the needs that we have and the expenses. And, and um, we are going to be working hard on that this week, and I'll be working hard on that documentary to get things moving. From my, from my perspective, Andrew's already doing a ton. But I got to get my outlines and stuff nailed down and put together. Okay. And um, so you pray for us about that. Pray for the Lord to continue to provide for our ministry. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do so by, you can go to oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. Scroll down, and there's three ways you can give here PayPal, Venmo, and Apple Pay. You can give through that. Okay. Uh, if you'd like, you can go to sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. Sermon Audio, our Sermon Audio page. Click on that. You can scroll down to the bottom of the screen. And uh, not that. Not it. Go to the home page. And then you can mail something to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. So anyway, pray for all those needs, and we appreciate it. Pray with the Lord would have you to do for any of that. And thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your giving and uh, for tuning in. And I hope it's a blessing to you. And share this with as many people as you can. Get the truth out there to as many people as we can to encourage them uh, to stand firm in the faith, not to be fooled. By the way, I will cover next... I will I will cover next also the ram of hopefully I'll get through that the ramifications of of um 
this ultra right wing fascist, the rise of the new right. There's there see there's some there's some consequences to this. There would be if you are deceived by this. There will be consequences. We'll talk about those, Lord willing, on Friday. We'll see how we do with everything. All right, everybody. God bless you. We get out of here. We made pizza yesterday, and we have leftovers, so I'm I'm eating pizza for supper. I'm eating leftover homemade pizza. We're going to crank that oven up and warm it up. And All right? But anyway, God bless you all. Take care. See you, Lord willing, on Friday.